Introduction, Section 9 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss, translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 9, The Mythical Mode of Interpretation in Reference to the New Testament. Thus, the mythical mode of interpretation was adopted not only in relation to the Old Testament, but also to the New, not, however, without its being felt necessary to justify such a step. Gobbler has objected to the commentary of Paulus, that it concedes too little to the mythical point of view, which must be adopted for certain New Testament narratives. For many of these narratives present not only those mistaken views of things which might have been taken by eyewitnesses, and by the rectification of which a natural course of events may be made out, but frequently also false facts and impossible consequences which no eyewitness could have related, and which could only have been the product of tradition, and must therefore be mythically understood. The chief difficulty which opposed the transference of the mythical point of view from the Old Testament to the New was this. It was customary to look for mythi in the fabulous primitive ages only, in which no written records of events as yet existed, whereas in the time of Jesus, the mythical age had long since passed away, and writing had become common among the Jews. Schelling had, however, conceded, at least in a note, that the term mythi, in a more extended sense, was appropriate to those narratives which, though originating in an age when it was usual to preserve documentary records, were nevertheless transmitted by the mouth of the people. Bauer, in like manner, asserted that though a connected series of mythi, a history which should be altogether mythical, was not to be sought in the New Testament, yet there might occur in it single myths, either transferred from the Old Testament to the New, or having originally sprung up in the latter. Thus he found, in the details of the infancy of Jesus, much which requires to be regarded from a mythical point of view as after the decease of celebrated personages numerous anecdotes are circulated concerning them which fail not to receive many and wondrous amplifications in the legends of a wonder-loving people so after jesus had become distinguished by his life and yet more glorified by his death his early years which had been passed in obscurity became adorned with miraculous embellishments and according to bauer Whenever in this history of the infancy we find celestial beings, called by name and bearing the human shape, predicting future occurrences, etc., we have a right to suppose a mythos, and to conjecture as its origin that the great actions of Jesus being referred to superhuman causes, this explanation came to be blended with the history. On the same subject, Gobbler remarked that the notion of ancient is relative, Compared with the Mosaic religion, Christianity is certainly young, but in itself it is old enough to allow us to refer the original history of its founder to ancient times. That, at that time, written documents on other subjects existed proves nothing, whilst it can be shown that for a long period there was no written account of the life of Jesus, and particularly of his infancy. Oral narratives were alone transmitted, and they would easily become tinged with the marvelous, mixed with Jewish ideas, 
and thus grow into historical mythi on many other points there was no tradition and here the mind was left to its own surmises the more scanty the historical data the greater was the scope for conjecture the historical guesses and inferences of this description formed in harmony with the jewish christian tastes may be called the philosophical or rather the dogmatical mythi of the early christian gospel the notion of the mythus concludes gobbler being thus shown to be applicable to many of the narratives of the new testament why should we not dare to call them by their right name why that is to say in learned discussion avoid an expression which can give offence only to the prejudiced or the misinformed as in the old testament eichhorn had been brought over by the force of internal evidence from his earlier natural explanation to the mythical view of the history of the fall so in the new testament the same thing happened to usteri in relation to the history of the temptation in an earlier work he had following schleiermacher considered it as a parable spoken by jesus but misunderstood by his disciples soon however he perceived the difficulties of this interpretation and since both the natural and the supernatural views of the narrative appear to him yet more objectionable he had no alternative but to adopt the mythical once admit he remarks a state of excitement particularly of religious excitement among a not unpoetical people and a short time is sufficient to give an appearance of the marvellous not only to obscure and concealed but even to public and well-known facts it is therefore by no means conceivable that the early jewish christians gifted with the spirit that is animated with religious enthusiasm as they were and familiar with the old testament should not have been in a condition to invent symbolical scenes such as the temptation and other new testament mythi it is not however to be imagined that any one individual seated himself at his table to invent them out of his own head and write them down as he would a poem on the contrary these narratives like all other legends were fashioned by degrees by steps which can no longer be traced gradually acquired consistency and at length received a fixed form in our written gospels we have seen that in reference to the early histories of the old testament the mythical view could be embraced by those only who doubted the composition of these scriptures by eyewitnesses or contemporaneous writers this was equally the case in reference to the new it was not till eichhorn became convinced that only a slender thread of that primitive gospel believed by the apostles ran through the first three gospels and that even in matthew this thread was entangled in a mass of unapostolic editions that he discarded as unhistorical legends the many narratives which he found perplexing from all share in the history of jesus for example besides the gospel of infancy the details of the temptation several of the miracles of jesus the rising of the saints from their graves at his crucifixion the guard at the sepulchre etc particularly since the opinion that the three first gospels originated from oral traditions became firmly established they have been found to contain a continually increasing number of mythi and mythical embellishments on this account the authenticity of the gospel of john 
and consequently its historical credibility, is confidently maintained by most of the theologians of the present day. He only who, with Bretschneider, questions its apostolic composition, may cede in this gospel also a considerable place to the mythical element. End of section 9